The Pelicans are usually on the wrong end of injury luck, but right now their regular season opponents are banged up and it could mean the Pelicans start the season three and oh. And it goes without saying that that would be a big deal, but maybe in a way you didn't think about either. Let's get into it in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available right here on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Wednesday, a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans. They take on the Miami Heat. We'll preview that game, talk about more of the injury stuff for the Pelicans in the third segment. But right now, I want to start off looking at their opponents because the Pelicans are usually the ones dealing with the injuries, but maybe they're getting some injury luck in terms of their opponents, meaning they can get off to a 3-0 and start. That's a big deal. We'll get into that in the first and second segment of today's show. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, completely free for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. No paywall, anything like that. Just the Pelican stock that you want to hear. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. And number one thing you can do to support the show, comment down below on YouTube. You want to say hi? I might even say hi right on back. You want to say comment? I love it. So let's look at the injuries to the opponents. Let's go through the first three games for New Orleans because this is where they can get off to a good start. Something that has not happened a whole lot in, in the history of this team, it feels like. Their opponents are dealing with injuries. We just learned the news of LaMelo Ball. We'll get into the Charlotte Hornets in a second here, but let's start in game one, opening night against the Brooklyn Nets. On paper, this is still tough. You have Ben Simmons, who's going to play getting to his spots, even though supposedly he's airballing things. You still have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, two of the better basketball players on the planet, even if there's a lot of other stuff going on around him. But they need a lot of role players to try and win and succeed, and those guys have been key to them. Well, guess what? Seth Curry, not playing anymore in the preseason. It hasn't played in the preseason. Joe Harris, not playing anymore in the preseason. TJ Warren is still recovering from injury. Those are three really key players for them. Joe Harris only played a handful of games last year. They could really use his shooting. Same for Seth Curry. We think the New Orleans Pelicans are going to be a better three-point shooting team this year. I'm not ready in game one for them to get into a three-point contest, though, against Seth Curry and Joe Harris, two of the more elite snipers in the league. And TJ Warren is an elite scoring guy for them. So they're going to rely very heavily on Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and to a lesser extent, Ben Simmons. And I feel at least comfortable with New Orleans going toe-to-toe with that squad. You got Herb Jones, who's going to be able to handle Kyrie or probably more likely Kevin Durant. You can throw Trey Murphy in there too. Brandon Ingram was better defensively last year. You know, in the backcourt, you have guys that can definitely do their job. I have no doubt that Jose Alvarado is going to annoy the hell out of Kyrie Irving, and I can't wait to watch it. And who knows what you're going to get from Ben Simmons. And more importantly, you're going to make those guys defend. They're all good defenders for the most part, though I don't think they've really ever seen a threesome 
a setup like this for what the New Orleans Pelicans could have. So I think that game becomes fairly winnable, especially when you then hear Kevin Durant's comments of like, yeah, the vibes are straight here. The vibes are not good. He's not sure how they're going to do once they hit some adversity. And if all of a sudden they find themselves down, say, 40 to 20 after the first quarter, do they just kind of collapse in on themselves? There's a very realistic chance of that. So I like the Pelicans' chances in this hearing that some of those key role players for that team are going to be out. And then you have the Hornets in game two. Lomelo Ball now has a grade two ankle sprain after suffering that in the preseason game the other night, and he's going to miss the start of the regular season. There is a very big drop-off between their other guards there, between LaMelo Ball and then Dennis Smith Jr. and James Booknight. That's, that's fairly significant. That's a steep one right there. LaMelo Ball, former rookie of the year, was even better last season, was entering his third year, now not going to be ready. This team, I've watched them a good bit in preseason. They stink. They're bad. I don't think they're good. I don't even know if they realize they're good or not. They had a winning record, 43 wins, 39 losses last year, fired what I thought was a decent head coach, and now it seems like they're starting over. And when you watch them in preseason, even with their starters, the guys that have been there for a little while, well, they, I don't know, they feel like a pickup team. They're very disjointed. There's not a lot of cohesion there. New Orleans can take advantage and win that game against one that maybe was going to be a toss-up before and is now probably favoring the Pelicans because of this. LaMelo Ball, he could beat you. He absolutely could beat you, but no LaMelo Ball on that team. As much as I love Terry Rozier, I'm, I'm much less scared of them. So all of a sudden that game looks incredibly winnable for the Pelicans. And then game three, opening night, well, it's the Utah Jazz and they just suck. You just got to watch out for the Nikhil Alexander-Walker revenge game in that one. But I feel New Orleans can withstand whatever it is that he's going to throw at them. So all of, this, uh, all of a sudden, a, a tough start to the season on the road, right, for those first two games against near postseason teams. The Nets being the Nets and having a lot of talent there. The Hornets having a winning record last year and an ascendant star in LaMelo Ball. Those become very winnable road games. The Pelicans' start to the season is not easy. First 11 games or so are against very competitive teams. You have the Nets, the Hornets, then the Jazz, Mavericks, then you have the Suns, Clippers, Lakers, we'll see, Warriors, Hawks, Pacers, Bulls, Trailblazers, before you get to the Rockets and it maybe cat, you can, can catch your breath for a little bit. But if you can make those first two games very winnable and all of a sudden get to 3-0, and you're not really worried at that point of then being under 500 after the first handful of games. And I think that's a really, really big deal for the Pelicans for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons, including some you probably haven't thought about. And we'll get into that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. But thank you, opponents, for... Look, I don't want to wish for injuries ever. We never do that. But when they come up and you got to play those teams, it, it is what it is. And I'm not going to say no to a little bit of luck like that, given that it usually almost all of the time, works against the Pelicans. So coming up next, why getting off to at least a 500 start, but maybe even better now, is going to be a really, really big thing for this Pelicans team this season. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. I love Prize Picks because it's daily fantasy made easy. 
If you want to take Luka Doncic to score more than 26 and a half points, you can do it. LeBron James to have more than seven and a half rebounds. Kevin Durant to have less than six and a half assists. Absolutely, with that game coming up. Seth Curry, sorry, Steph Curry to have more than three and a half three pointers made. You can do all of that. It's daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win 10 times on your money on any entry. The best part of this is you're not competing against other people. You're not going against pros that do this for a living, that have machine learning algorithms and 10 computer monitors that they're breaking down all the stats and all of that. It's just you versus the projected numbers. It's fair. Use your sports knowledge to take advantage. And PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. NBA, NFL, MLB postseason, college football. They have boxing. They have discs, disc golf, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And they offer safe and fast withdrawals. They currently operate in over 30 states and Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. You deposit $100, they're going to give you $100. You deposit $50, they're going to give you $50. Don't forget, use promo code Locked On at sign up for the instant deposit match over uh, up to $100 over at Prize Picks. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Whether it's injuries to the opponents, starting to look towards the regular season, we'll get into the Pelicans' own injuries in the third segment here. Not as bad as you might think. And then talk a little bit about the Miami Heat preseason game. Got some stuff on the defense coming later this week I want to get into. And then another guest, Christian Clark of NOLA.com, the New Orleans Advocate, on Friday. Those have been fun shows, so stay tuned. Those are all going to be coming up here later in the week on Locked On Pelicans. And of course, make sure Locked On Pelicans is your first listen today and every day. So getting off to a good start. When was the last time they did that? I don't even have, I don't actually have the numbers in front of me or the seasons in front of me because I don't particularly care. I'm not even going to try and dig through that right now because they just never do it. And it's exemplified by last season one in 13, three in 16. They managed to dig themselves out of that hole and get into the postseason, but it was stressful along the way. And for a while, they looked dead in the water. And it's a credit to Willie Green for never letting this group give up. But what if, just like, what if? You don't have to go through all of that. This, there's a lot of reasons why getting off to a good start is important, other than like the obvious, right? We, you know, yes, 3-0 and is better than 0-3. It makes your life easier. Blah, blah, blah. That's not the analysis you're here for. There's a couple of reasons for this. One, the Pelicans are a little bit banged up in preseason. You still haven't seen some of these guys really out there together. We haven't seen Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, and Zion Williamson yet at all. We're waiting for that. They all fit together. Don't let anyone with a platform tell you otherwise. But you still want to see it. There's still going to be a couple growing pains. The worst thing you can do is deal with those growing pains while losing games because I don't think they're going to get to work through some of those those chemistry issues, if there are any, or kinks and what have you, in preseason, just given the way that these guys are injured and they're not going to overexert this team because they want them healthy for the regular season. So if you can work through those problems while having your opponent be still at a disadvantage due to injuries and you win the game... You're double dipping in good things right there, figuring out your team and winning basketball games. That sucks when you're losing. That's where you can start to hit some adversity early on, knowing it's going to get better, but I'd rather have you winning games and avoid some of that while also still getting better. 
So I think that's a really big part of it. This is a team that has a lot of confidence. They're going to hit adversity at some point. Let's just not have that happen at the start of the year, please. No, no need for that. We'll save that for another period of time when they're winning games and when they go on a three-game losing streak, which will happen at some point this season. Well, it's not as big of a deal because you're comfortably above 500 and you don't have to just work so hard just to get back to even. The other part is there's a lot of fan momentum behind the team in a way that we've never seen before. I did a show on it saying this is probably the most anticipated Pelican season of all time. Will Guillory last week on the Friday episode of The Athletic agreed with me saying the same thing. A lot of people ask me every single year, Matt Moscona of ESPN Radio here has a, has a running joke with me. He always jokes, he'll we'll text and he'll be like, I'm not bringing you on until Christmas Day because the NBA season doesn't start. And then I'm always like, they're going to be good this year. You should have me on and we'll talk about it because your listeners will want. And then the Pelicans go one in 13 to start the year. And he's like, yeah, no, we're not going to talk about him on the show. Un- understandably so because they stink at that point in time. Wouldn't it be nice to not have to do that? Wouldn't it be nice for people to buy into this team and then just be good and not let those people down? Every year, I talk this team up. You, who've been listening for a long time, might have been talking this team up. Maybe you're tuning in for the first time, and that's awesome because you think they're going to be good. And then they go 0-6, and you're like, all right, no, I'm not going to emotionally invest in this team. You see that. The Smoothie King Center starts to get bad attendance. They, they lose some of that momentum, and it sucks, and the players hate it. And Zion Williamson talked about in the Sports Illustrated article that came out that kind of stole my Zion 2.0 thing. I'm, I'm saying that as a joke, but it really is Zion 2.0, and we said it first here. You know, said playing in the Smoothie King Center in the postseason with that building rocking was awesome. We want these players to experience that, to have that fan support at their backs propelling them forward in a sense. Well, if they get off to an 0-6, that's going to evaporate. They're, you'll still be here. I'll still be here. But a lot of people will back off. And that's okay. There's a lot of other things going on in your lives. But to avoid all of that, I think, would be important. To keep the Smoothie King Center as a strong home court advantage for this team throughout the entirety of the year and not have to work to try and get fans back, I think that's a really big deal. That's how you build something that's more long-term. New Orleans is a basketball city. We have settled that. But make sure it's a real big basketball city every year. It'll remain that even if they struggle. But if you can win some games right off the bat, and that's 500 at worst, ideally better than that, that will carry you, I think, a really, really long way and get people really excited and keep the Smoothie King Center rocking all year long. That's going to help the Pelicans in some capacity. That's going to help a comeback one night when the building is just popping off. It's going to rattle an opponent. You're going to help them win games as long as they get off to a good start and can help keep that momentum so everyone is moving forward. So I do think it's really important, other than just like the wins and losses and all that stuff, to keep the fan support and that momentum moving in the right direction. 3-0? and 3-0 start. They're 2-0 and after beating the Nets. Coming to New Orleans to take on the Utah Jazz where they should win. You're going to feel real good about being in that building. That place is going to be wild and fun. That's what we want. 3-0. I think they can really do it with the injuries that are coming up to some opponents. But what about the Pelicans injuries? Because they are dealing with a number of those. We got injury updates on Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Dyson Daniels from Pelicans training camp practice just yesterday. Let's break that down. Coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. 
And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, whether that's their road to getting off to a 3-0 start, whether it is, yeah, Zion and Brandon Ingram can totally coexist. Zion 2.0, which I've been talking about since early July. And now for your next listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022. Six episodes, including one where I'm on talking about the up-and-coming teams, including the Pelicans, to get you ready for the NBA season. Local team experts in the NBA Insiders, the Locked On Podcast Network, and Odyssey all combining into one Ultimate NBA Preview. Search for the Ultimate Pro NBA Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. It's on its own separate feed. So we've talked about the opponent's injuries and how that could help the Pelicans go 3-0 and and why that is truly such an important and big thing for this team. But the Pelicans are dealing with some injuries themselves, unfortunately. It's annoying. But I don't think it's nearly as bad as it seemed at first. And it seems like everyone is going to basically be okay. CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Larry Nance Jr., and Dyson Daniels are all officially listed as day-to-day. That's totally fine. That is totally fine. CJ McCollum is questionable for tonight's game against the Miami Heat. Same for Brandon Ingram. He is questionable for the game. Same for Larry Nance Jr. Same for Dyson Daniels. It's about 50-50 if they could play or not. I think we'll see Larry Nance Jr. play. I think they might keep Dyson Daniels out, but he went through a scrimmage the other day. Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum were basically full participants in practice. You know what you're getting from those guys, so they're not looking to rush them back. But with two preseason games left to go, I think they want to get a little bit more run. I think CJ wants to get a little bit more run with Zion, with Brandon Ingram, and certainly Brandon Ingram, who hasn't played with Zion in, you know, we're getting close to like 520-something days now, 30 days at this point, would like to get some run with Zion too. And we'd like to see all three of them out there on the court just for our own peace of mind, if anything else. Dyson, with leaving that game after just 20 seconds, is like, oh, that can't be anything good. Day-to-day is good. The fact that he's going through some practices is good. They know he's not going to be a guy that's, you know, getting heavy rotation minutes to start the year. So I don't think they're too stressed about whether or not he's going to play in preseason. They'll bring him along through practice. He'll get some live game reps and spot minutes, things like that, and blowouts one way or the other. So I don't think you need to worry about him playing. But Larry Nance Jr., Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum certainly would be good. Here, The biggest thing is they'll be ready for the regular season. They'll be ready for the regular season. And now that start of the regular season is a little bit easier than it would have been otherwise. I don't know. That's not the worst case thing to see. You know, I really would like to see the starting lineup out there to see how they do defensively. It's tough to read too much into in preseason. Some of the numbers look good right now, but I don't know if that means anything through three games where BI hasn't played, you know, where guys are only playing 15 minutes or so. I'll maybe dive a little bit deeper in some of the lineup combinations and the data from there, but they haven't always been playing against starters and guys have been held out and guys have been playing fewer minutes for the opponents. So it's tough to really know what to make, but defense is going to be really, really important for this Pelicans team going forward. That's an episode I want to do like a whole show on. At some point, we might get to it a little bit tomorrow, we might get a little bit to it on Friday. Certainly, we'll be getting to it on Monday or so before we get to the start of the regular season, which is going to be here before before you know it, certainly. So the defense is going to be important, getting those guys some actual reps. 
I think would be a really important and very good thing for the Pelicans as well. That's really what we want to see from this team. We know the offense is going to be good. I've talked about it. They're going to have a top five offense, if not the best offense in the league. I fully, fully believe that. But you do need a top 10 defense to try and win an NBA title. I don't know if they're true title contenders this year, but you want them to go as far as possible, so you may as well kind of get that out of the way now. Herb will take them far. Trey should be able to do a good job, too. Some other guys can definitely step up in there, but how do they look as a unit? That might be the biggest thing of just how far can this Pelicans team go? Can they get to the second round of the postseason? Are they going to be fighting for the play-in tournament? So that's something we're going to be looking at and talking about because that's one glaring weakness for this team that I think could have a big impact on the season not going in the way that we would like it. So that's going to be coming up probably on Monday in some capacity here on Locked On Pelicans. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Comment down below on YouTube, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the fourth preseason game.